Hello, I'm Sam Amon, and this is History in 5-ish Minutes. Today we'll be discussing the fathers of Jadidism in Turkestan, Munavar, Khori, Abdurrashid Khan, and Mahmud Hujid Beboudin. Khwari Abdurashid Khan and Muhammad Hujid Babudin were giants within the Jadid movement. They provided the much-needed financial, organizational, religious, and intellectual support to the Turkestani Jadids during the Tsar's reign, and helped the Jadids survive the tumultuous period between 1919 and 1926. Babudi would not live to see the creation of modern-day Central Asia, and Munavar would die in the Stalinist purges, but both men left their mark not only on the Jadid movement, but on Central Asian society today. Mehmud Hojid Baboudin was born in Samarkand in 1875. He came from a family of Qazis, judges of a Sharia court, and became a mufti as well as a successful merchant. While going on the Haji in 1900, he became convinced that Turkestan society needed to be reformed. He may have also been introduced to Gabrinsky's ideas about reform and the new teaching method during his travels. When he returned to Samarkand, he dedicated his wealth and literary abilities to the Jadid cause. He wrote several primers for the New Method schools and contributed to Uzbek language through several plays. His play, Padartush, The Patricide, was the first Uzbek play to be staged. In 1913, he turned to the printed press and published the newspapers Samarkand and Oyina, Mirror, which became the most important Jadid periodical in Turkestan. As we discussed in our Alash Orda episode, 1905 brought a moment of hope for the people of Central Asia as they were offered representation in the Duma. When that right was taken away, the Kazakh intellectuals allied with the Socialist Democrats, the cadets. But Bedvudin was distrustful of the cadets and turned instead to the newly created Muslim faction in the Duma. This was a governmental body for all other Muslims of the Russian Empire, didn't really contain any Turkestan Muslims. Babudin submitted a list of his ideal future for Turkestan, arguing that Turkestan remained part of the Russian Empire, but as an equal. He wanted an administration of spiritual and internal affairs that would oversee immigration, resettlement, education, and cultural life. The administration would be managed by men who would be elected for five-year terms and would be familiar with Sharia law. They would control all matters of law, including the administrators and judges, oversee the function of the mosques and madrasa, and manage watch property. The Budin believed this would give the government the power to reform Islam, particularly Sufi practices, while granting autonomy and modernity to Turkestan. During the 1917 revolution, Babudin was in Samarkand managing a new newspaper, the Hurriyet, which translates to liberty. When the Bukharan emir chased out his Jadids, many of them fled to Samarkand, including Abdurrah Fitrat, and ended up writing for Babudin's paper. While Fitrat would eventually argue for an Uzbek-based origin story for Turkestan by an inspiration from the Great Timur to justify the creation of a Turkestani state, Babudin believed that for Turkestan to survive, they needed to embrace their Turkic, Russian, Arabic, and Persian roots. He argued that Persian was significant to Turkestanis because, and quote, it is the language of the madrasas and literatures and is spoken in several cities and villages in the Samarkand and Ferdana provinces of Turkestan. In fact, his newspaper, the Oina, was published in Uzbek but had Persian articles, whereas his, uh, his other newspaper, the Hurriyet, after 1917, only published materials in Uzbek. 
When the Khotan autonomy was formed in 1917, Bebudin sat on its 32-member council. While serving on the council, he and three others were sent to the Paris Peace Conference to gain recognition of the situation in Turkestan. He never made it to Paris. Instead, while traveling through Bukhara, he was stopped by border guards, arrested, and tortured to death. He died on March 25, 1919. Manavar Khwari Abdurashi Khan was born in Tashkent in 1878. Like Bebudin, he came from a religious family, and he studied at a madrasa in Bukhara. While studying, he became convinced for the need for reforms. In 1905, Munavar wrote, All our acts and actions, our ways, our words, our maktabs and madrasas, and methods of teaching and our morals are in decay. If we continue in this way for another five or ten years, we are in danger of being dispersed and effaced under the oppression of developed nations. O oh, co-religists, O oh, compatriots, let be, let's be just and compare our situation to that of other advanced nations. Let's secure the future of our coming generations and save them from becoming slaves and servants of others. The Europeans, taking advantage of our negligence and ignorance, took our governments from our hands and are gradually taking over our crafts and trades. If we do not quickly make an effort to reform our affairs in order to safeguard ourselves, our nation, and our children, our future will be extremely difficult. Reform begins with a rapid start in cultivating sciences conforming to our times. Becoming acquainted with the sciences of the present time depends upon the reform of our schools and our methods of teaching. Munavar was introduced to the new school method supported by Dabrinsky and opened a new method school in Tashkent called Nemuna, which translates to model. He also published several textbooks and contributed to several Tashkent newspapers. However, his biggest contribution was his efforts in creating a standardized and universal curricula for the schools in Tashkent, organizing the wealthy merchants of Tashkent to open a reading room, and creating a benevolent society called the Indodia which translates to aid. Munavar used his considerable organizing skills to spur the intellectuals to take advantage of the Russian Revolution. Munavar was involved in, many different, in the many different councils that sprung up in Turkestan. He and Ubedullah Joseph organized the first meeting of the Shuro Council, a place where the people of Turkestan to come together and rule themselves. You can learn how that turned out in our episode on the Russian Revolution in Central Asia. Munavar would be elected president of the first Turkestan Muslim Council, in 1917, and took part in the formation of the Khotan Autonomy. When the Bolsheviks took Tashkent in 1918 and established the Musburo, which we'll get into later, they couldn't extend its power into the old city, so the indigenous activists took over. At the time, there were several Ottoman POWs in Central Asia, and Munavar decided to hire them as teachers in their schools. He also became involved with many of the nationalist and secret societies running rampant in Turkestan, as the Bolsheviks, Jadids, and Russian settlers, and others, struggled to fill the political vacuum created by the fall of the Tsar and the uncertainty of the, of the Russian Civil War. He was also involved with the reformation of the Wafs, believing they were the best mechanism the Jadids had to redistribute funds for the betterment of the community. He argued that the Wafs were, quote, founded not for serving religious and benevolent needs, but for the progress of culture and the enlightenment of the people, and that they could, quote, liberate the thousands of existing muktabs from their present pitiful condition and to transform them from religious institutions into sources of culture and enlightenment. Because of his role in establishing the Shuro, the Kokhan autonomy, and his work of the Ottomans, he came under the Cheka's suspicions as the Bolsheviks spread their control over the entirety of Turkestan. In late 1920, he was arrested and thrown in prison for a year. 
When he was released, Monovar worked first for the branch of the Commissariat of Education that was responsible for primary and secondary education, and then in the Uzbek Academic Center. While writing primers, he became embroiled in a scandal when his work was defamed for being, quote, counter-revolutionary and, quote, narrow nationalist. That brought him under renewed surveillance in 1921. As the Soviets strengthened their hold over Central Asia, they didn't know what to do with the old revolutionary Jadiz and Alash Orda. Their first approach was to push them out of governmental bodies into dead-end jobs or academia while keeping them under close surveillance. They then implemented random arrests, deportation to gulags, and finally executed them for state crimes. Munavar was hounded by the Cheka starting in 1921. He was eventually chased to Moscow, where he could not find work, was then chased back to what was now Uzbekistan, and fired from his job at the Uzbek Academic Center. In 1927, he was asked by the OGPU to write a written testimony about his work with the Jadids and nationalists. He also made a public speech where he admitted his, quote, mistakes, and claimed that the Jadids were willing to work with the regime. His speech was belittled, and he never made a public appearance again. Munavar became implicit in the Militistical, which translates as National Independent Conspiracy, put up by the OGPU, which claimed that at least 84 Jadids and various members of the Soviet apparatus, several of who actually went to Munavar's new method school, were nationalists conspiring to overthrow the Soviet Union and or work to the British to create an autonomous Turkestan. Munavar was spared a show trial, but was still executed on April 23, 1931. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can listen to our full catalog on our website, www.samswarroom.com, as well as on Spotify and iTunes. Please subscribe and leave a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at AOA Warfare and Instagram. Also, please join our Patreon, which we now have, um, as I have a lot of big plans for this podcast in 2021 and beyond, and I can't do it without your support. Until next time, get the vaccine if you can. Practice social distancing, wash your hands, and stay safe.